0: friend and welcome. Thank you for taking some time out of your busy day to seek God. This is a great choice. It's a brave choice. And whether you believe or struggle with belief, seeking God is the greatest thing that you or anyone can do. Of course, here we take the risk that God is in fact there, but even more that he wants us to pursue him. And so the journey will be rewarding. In our time together, we'll worship by praying, looking at scripture. Today's a little different. And reflecting. This is your time to seek God. I'm only here to help. If you're able, free yourself of distraction. That's up to you, of course. But calming our bodies and minds is not only relaxing, but it reminds us of our limits and that a non-physical God is sought in non-physical ways. What matters most is that this time is set apart and is unique to the rest of the events in your day. So once you're ready, let's begin. Close your eyes and take a breath. You're about to speak to the creator of everything and know this is not meditation which is turning inward into yourself. Prayer is intentionally reaching beyond ourselves to the source of everything. We're reaching into the void and what will happen is unknown, but that's where all adventures are. Now speak out loud or in your mind. Of course, God's not limited to what you say. He knows even your deepest thoughts. So freely express your intentions for this time. You can say, God, what did you do at the beginning? And can I be confident in you? Now take a moment and express these thoughts to God in your own way. And now we'll look at scripture because we believe that God has communicated. He's revealed himself to people who have written their experiences down for our benefit. We don't have to understand it. And today, we really don't have to understand it. We don't have to be Bible scholars. What's important is that we receive it and believe that God communicates. So today, we're going to be looking at Genesis 1 as a whole. We're not going to take the time out to read all of it here, but it wouldn't take you long to read on your own. We're going to hit some highlights. And as we do, ask yourself, can I trust this? Or at the very least, is there enough here to have confidence, not just in God, but in what God communicates? So let's begin. First, Genesis 1 was written anywhere from 2,600 to 3,400 years ago. Many would say without question that it was written by Moses, while others disagree. Whoever it was, just consider that it was written thousands of years before any modern conventions of science. Genesis 1 is written in ancient Hebrew, a language with relatively few words, 7,000-ish as compared to, say, English, which has 175,000. And that means that one Hebrew word is packed with meaning and can be used more flexibly. Genesis 1 has 31 verses, and they don't have the luxury of changing with new discoveries. It is what it is. It says what it says. And the first statement is the boldest of all. In the beginning. The Greeks argued that the universe is eternal, and that view was widely held until the Hubble gave evidence of the Big Bang, the singularity, the whatever you call it, a beginning. Genesis 1 beat the Hubble to it. Now consider the claims of Genesis one that shockingly correspond to modern earth science. First, the early earth was chaotic, but soon covered entirely in water. When dry land eventually emerged, primitive life soon followed. Afterwards, the atmosphere allowed the appearance of the sun, moon, and stars through what was otherwise a translucent atmosphere. Advanced life began not on land, but in the oceans, with an incredible, creative, explosive act. The Earth then participated in bringing about land animals. And last on the scene, right towards the end of it all, humans. There are protests, of course. But let's just focus on one, the quote-unquote creation of the sun on day four. Remember what we said about Hebrew words. That's important. And Hebrew actually has three words used to describe what God does in creating and forming. The first word is bara, B-A-R-A, which is to create out of nothing. And this word is only used three times in Genesis 1. At the very beginning, and then not again until day five with the explosion of animal life in the oceans. Go ahead and Google Cambrian Explosion for more on that. And the last time the word is used is in the creation of the human soul. The second word is asah and means to form. God formed man's body out of existing stuff But he, bara, created the soul. The third and final word is haya, and means to appear. And it is this word that is used of the sun, moon, and stars on day four. So it is perfectly plausible that Genesis 1 is stating that the celestial bodies, rather than coming into existence on day four, were rather made apparent. We've only just scratched the surface. We haven't addressed how long a day is. Does it have to be 24 hours? Did Adam have a belly button? Who did Cain marry? These are all great questions. And there are many great physicists, theologians, and experts in a variety of fields who have done wonderful work harmonizing Genesis 1 and then some to modern science. But figuring it all out was never really the goal we began by asking a simple question. Is there enough here to have confidence not just in God, but in what he communicates? And of course, there will always be rocks to uncover and mysteries to solve. But just consider that thousands of years ago, this ancient text was written with startling accuracy. So the real question for you today will you use this as a springboard to seek God God you're amazing and whatever you did however long it took you to do it I trust you and more importantly I seek you I need you let me experience you more Take a moment and express these thoughts to God in your own way. you for taking this time out. Feel free to stay here as long as you like. May God richly bless your day. May God reveal himself to you. I look forward to being here with you again next time.